So Kanye West has been doing a bit of a fascism speed run the past few weeks, and honestly, we're not sure what the initial cause of this latest tirade was, or whether this was something that's been brewing for quite some time. It does appear that it has been brewing for a little while, but in less than a month, Kanye has very quickly outed himself as an anti-Semitic conspiracy monger who has solidified relationships with some of the worst people in an already repugnant industry. Now, in case you're keeping track, he pulled the White Lives Matter stunt during Paris Fashion Week. He appeared on Tucker Carlson in what ended up being a heavily edited interview where uh, even what made it to broadcast was unnerving, but knowing that certain statements were edited out for being a little too extreme for Tucker Carlson's audience, uh, that's very telling. Uh, Ye then appeared on a podcast uh, from LeBron James Production Company, but then the decision to even air that was pulled because the interview was too hard, apparently, to edit around all of the hate speech contained within it. Um, there was that, and then there's also Kanye's lifelong friends and partners in the industry having seemingly cut ties with him. Also, Kanye West's bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, cutting ties with him. Ye appearing on another podcast over the weekend where he not only tripled or quadrupled down on everything, but also decided to unveil a hot new take on the murder of George Floyd. And so, by hot new take, uh, we mean uh, just the lamest, most fucking Facebook boomer take imaginable. Yes. Which was proven incorrect in court. It's a new take coming from Kanye West, but a take that has been around since the beginning of and, the... And a take which he directly got from a, a new movie, hot new movie from his best bud, Candace Owens. Yes. Who cannot handle uh, the idea that uh, a black man having his neck stepped on for 10 minutes and dying could be seen as part of a larger problem. Exactly. Anyway, one constant throughout all this has been the proximity to known right-wing grifter and provocateur Candace Owens, who was with him in Paris, has connections to Fox News, wrote that documentary that Kanye is directly quoting his newfound BLM hatred from, and has a deep personal investment in a little social media company that conveniently just so happens to be up for sale. Yeah. Wouldn't you look at that parlor? Get it while you can. Uh, I got I got a hot tip on a lovely social media platform that you can own. Slaps social media network. You can fit so many subpoenas in this bad boy. Slap. You can fit so much anti-Semitism in here. So yeah, everybody knows owning your own social media company is the hottest new status symbol for the ultra wealthy, specifically ultra wealthy people who feel as though their right to free speech is just being trampled all over despite that claim being as far from the truth as you could possibly imagine. I wish Kanye's free speech was <laughs> under attack. I wish Elon Musk's free speech was under attack. Clearly, it fucking isn't. Mm -hmm. Hence why we're here every week telling you about what they've said and done. So yeah, three of the most controversial men in the entire country are literally just buying free speech in a direct line to people who blindly worship them. In spite of all that, you do have to kind of you do kind of have to hand it to Candace Owens for pulling off her greatest grift to date, convincing Kanye West to buy her husband's failing social media platform, Parler. That's right, folks. She foisted him. She did. Candace Owens' husband is the CEO of Parler, which having this be the, the big news story at the end of Candace Owens putting herself right next to him for two weeks straight is kind of funny. Yeah, it's uh, 
She's a great saleswoman. Mm -hmm. It is impressive that, I mean, this is so blatantly manipulative, yet somehow Kanye is incapable of realizing that he is being exploited in real time. I mean, waking up at the beginning of this week and seeing that Kanye West was buying right-wing social media platform Parler, it wasn't all that shocking considering everything else that's happening. But as many have pointed out, the fact that the beneficiary of such a buyout would literally be Candace Owens and her husband, it's just so obvious that even we are shocked that such a successful entrepreneur would be so gullible. I mean, for the sake of clarity, there is almost certainly more going on here than just a rich guy getting swindled. I mean, this extremist platform is now getting a massive celebrity endorsement. And while it should be obvious to any level-headed music enjoyer that this guy is no longer the artist that you should enjoy listening to, there is absolutely a percentage of Kanye fans who will flock to this platform and potentially fall down a political rabbit hole. I mean, this is less of a presumption and more of a description of the exact scenario that Owens and her husband, along with the rest of the GOP, are hoping for. The financial windfall that they'd be receiving related to this acquisition is just a nice bonus. It, I just still don't see the logic behind this. Uh, aside from Kanye's uh, newer fans, I don't see how the uh, longtime Kanye enjoyer is really going to have much fun on Parlor of all places. In fact, I feel like they might find Parler to be actively hostile to um, many of the things they hold dear. But I could be wrong. I, I think in this case, you might be because everything so far has proved that like, yeah, there are, like people are dumber and more angry than anyone can imagine. Yeah, that's, we have, we've shown that to be true. Yeah, but here's the AP with more on this. The rapper formerly known as Kanye West is offering to buy right-wing friendly social, right-wing friendly, it's right-wing, yeah. social network Parler shortly after getting locked out of Twitter and Instagram for anti-Semitic posts. The acquisition of Parler would give West, legally known as Ye, control of a social media platform and a new outlet for his opinions with no gatekeeper. Even among the new breed of largely right-wing, far-right and libertarian social apps that purport to support free speech by having looser rules and moderation, Parler's user base is tiny and with competition only increasing for the relatively small swath of mostly older people who want to discuss politics online, there's no clear roadmap to growing it beyond a niche platform chasing crumbs left by mainstream social media. Parliament <laughs> Technologies, which owns Parler, and West said Monday the acquisition should be completed in the fourth quarter, but the price and other details were not disclosed. Parliament Technologies said the agreement includes the use of private cloud services via Parliament's private cloud and data center infrastructure. Okay, well, the numbers don't lie either. I mean, moral and ethical stances aside, Parler is a horrific business idea, even in the already flooded social media landscape. And for comparison, Truth Social, which hasn't gotten anywhere close to the amount of active users needed to thrive as a business, is still getting just around 2.4 million monthly active users. Getter, another right-wing platform that about Getter. you're probably aware of, uh, Getter is actually beating Trump's platform. Uh oh. Getter has 4 million monthly active users. That's got to make Trump so mad. It probably does, if he was aware of its existence. Yeah. Now, during the first half of this year, Parler couldn't even come close to a million active monthly users, averaging around 725,000 instead. Now, these numbers, they do seem pretty high, considering the very specific type of content on these platforms. But they are, in fact, minuscule when put alongside literally any other comparable business. Around the same time that Parler was getting 700,000 monthly active users, 
Twitter was getting just under 250 million monthly active users. And Twitter is famously bad at making money, despite yeah. getting hundreds of times more traffic than its next closest competitor. Wow. Yeah, it really puts it in perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe if... Uh, maybe... <laughs> Maybe dividing up the uh, very already small, like, I want to be able to say slurs uh, social media market into all these even smaller slices isn't uh, really great for the ultimate goal that they're going for. I do love but, the, uh, the, the point that is, is made about it right from the get-go in this reporting is also funny because it's just like, yeah, these social media platforms, they aren't exactly social media platforms. They are... Uh, chat rooms for political yeah. uh, uh, speech that is restricted in other places. That's It's literally boomers wanting to talk politics without someone saying, hey, that's offensive. Like, it's yeah. not even a place where you can talk about things that aren't political because its sole reason for existing is that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it exists for that and um, talking about how 808 and Heartbreaks uh, got you through middle school. I guess so. I guess you're right. <laughs> so yeah, um, seems like a bad deal. Yeah. A hilariously bad deal, which just on his face appears to be nothing more than a Candace Owens grift. A classic Candace Owens grift, the biggest grift possible. Uh, and she is grifting a clearly mentally unstable, extremely paranoid, recently divorced, very divorced dad who refuses to take his meds and has admitted it as such and thinks invisible people are out to hurt his family. So even if you were like... But he is vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. but, and, and again, we point out that was, for whatever reason, uh, something they cut out of that Fox cut News. Cut all the parts that are not going to go over well with the Fox News audience, like all the uh, schizophrenic tangents, uh, all the overt anti-Semitism, the part where he says he's vaccinated, obviously. Get rid of all it. Trim it down. Yeah. But yeah, look, not excusing any of Kanye's recent actions at all. No. Just pointing out how gross this is from every angle. Uh, this man needs help. and he is Not Candace Owens. He is... Not getting help right now. Yeah. He's getting the opposite of help. Mm -hmm. But uh, here's a quote from Candace Owens, uh, Candace Owens' uh, husband regarding the deal. This deal will change the world and change the way the world thinks about free speech. Um, Look, okay, he might be right for the wrong reasons, of it, course. This could certainly change the way the world thinks about free speech. Yeah, uh, but yeah, as an added bonus, upon hearing the news of Kanye's intentions to buy a rival social media platform, the guy who owns Twitter, Elon Musk, posted a horrifically low-res, clearly stolen meme of himself and Kanye as characters in Dragon Ball Z and followed that up with, fun times ahead. Asterisk, the tweet has been deleted. Oh. By the time we filmed this, between Did starting the, the script... get him? Between starting the script and filming, uh, he deleted it, but it was up for... Several hours. Did you see even Trump uh, was like... Kanye needs to calm down. Kanye, yeah, I watched the interviews uh, looking a little crazy. Yeah, but uh, like the, just Musk posting this alone, it's an insane endorsement for multiple reasons. But mainly the fact that Elon is clearly endorsing a move by a guy who is admittedly off his meds and going on horrific rants every chance he gets. It's strange to give that classic... Elon Musk thumbs up yeah. amidst all of this. Uh, uh, the, the guy has quadrupled down. And you're like, you know what? Good. Thumbs up. Can't wait to see where this is going to go, Kanye. All love over here. I mean, he's probably glad that um, this means Kanye is... He doesn't have to, like... Be on Twitter? 
Yeah, he doesn't have to do the awkward decision of letting Kanye back on Twitter and seeing what happens. Now he's like, oh, good. Oh, Kanye, this is going to work out great. You post all your shit yeah, over there. Yeah, that is a... That's and a, I'm not doing... I'm not preventing any free speech from happening. You are simply choosing to uh, post on your own social network. That That's an interesting take on it. Uh, the other thing that's uh, weird about potentially financially perilous to both Kanye and Trump, though, is... Uh, Elon Musk has already made his intentions well known that he would like Twitter to become more open and bring certain people back to it, including Trump and Kanye. But as pointed out in the reporting on this, it's like all that's going to do is immediately ruin Truth Social and Parler because they will cease to exist when the only reason they exist leaves the platform. Yeah. So I'm sure Trump's got Truth set up in a way where he can't lose. I, don't, he, I, I have no idea. He makes money regardless. Yeah, yeah, There's definitely some drift going uh, on. But in true bumbling, idiot fashion, the announcement for this potential acquisition was sent out to a list of hundreds of parlor VIPs and verified users that, that are top dogs. They're like, we need to get all the top posters together and let yeah. them know this big news. Top minds. So they informed them of the sale, and they were there to answer any questions that they might have except the email sent to all those VIPs just doxed everyone on it because it was sent with all those power users being CC'd instead of BCC'd. What year is this? Exposing the private email addresses of the platform's most powerful users and its investors. So this big acquisition off to probably the best start possible. Ooh. It's like, even if this were just a completely on-the-level, normal business deal, even if that were true, imagine doing this right out of the gate, and in theory, this would cost potentially millions of dollars in the valuation of your company because you've just caused your own data breach. Yeah. Well, sometimes it'd be your own data. (laughs) It'd be your own hands. Type in those emails. uh, Yeah, very exciting stuff. Uh Uh-huh. can't wait for Kanye to change his mind about Parler and then get into a six-month-long legal uh, with Candace battle Owens. with Kansas Owens and then decide randomly one day, uh, actually, I will buy Parler. And then, yeah, cool, cool. It, it's also like this is so... It's so out there. And so this is strange, by the way. This whole past two weeks, very odd. Like... Uh, Dave Chappelle, who is, welcomes controversy at every turn and has for a very long time in a lot of great, memorable, masterful ways, and also some ways that... Yeah, more recently, unfortunate, kind of annoying. But even worry. he has gone on uh, tirades against specifically Candace Owens. Yeah. Yeah, she is not, like... It's very strange that uh, Kanye uh, seems to be so close to her when she is just transparently a grifter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. But yeah. With that shit out Good of the way... Good luck to everyone involved. Yeah. Uh, we do have an important update now to a story that we've been following for the past couple months. Cat litter boxes being forced into schools so that students who identify as furries will have a place to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. As we've covered time and time again, this is not a real thing that's actually happening. It's only being perpetuated because gullible old people believe... It's real and it's destroying the fabric of society um, unless... Yeah, no, it's it's fucking fake. Litter boxes are not being forcefully placed in schools for furries. But, uh-oh, 
There is some truth to litter boxes in schools. Look oh, out. Oh, we got egg on our face now. Uh, yep. Uh, corrections and omissions. Turns out there there are litter boxes in, in some schools. Uh, the reason, might shock you though, is yeah. for the most depressingly American reason possible. Here's Ben Collins of NBC News. My NBC News colleagues and I spent the last month finding the root of America's hottest, dumbest urban legend. Schools are leaving out litter boxes for kids who identify as furries. Despite what Joe Rogan says, it's not true, but its origins are grimmer than you'd ever imagine. He then goes on to list some recent examples of this urban legend coming straight from people high up in GOP circles all the way down to regular citizens on Facebook. Then drops the origin on everyone like a ton of bricks. A reason so simple, so American, that it is painfully obvious, but also horrifically bleak. Do, they, do the schools have it so that if a cute little kitty comes in school, that it has a place to poop? And the kids can all pet the little kitty? Is that it? No. No, it's not. NBC News found one example of a school district keeping cat litter on campus. Got it! The Jefferson County School District has had classrooms with cat litter since 2017. Aha, it runs deep. In case students are locked in a classroom during a shooting. Well, why would they? Oh. Jefferson County is where Columbine is located. Cat litter was handed out in Columbine School District for active shooter situations five years ago. Since then, the litter boxes in schools rumor has evolved into a way to mock LGBTQ youth. It's now being used as a culture war ammo by over 20 GOP politicians nationwide. So it's uh, it's not for furries to poop and piss in. It's for kids who are barricaded inside of a classroom during a uh, active shooter situation um, and can no longer access the school's bathroom safely to be able to... Uh, Piss and shit while fearing for their lives. Yes. Well, that's just not as fun. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty depressing. Um, you know, we all had a good laugh when it was just, uh, hey, look at these. They think they're putting litter boxes in there for the furries. They're stupid, huh? No, actually, at least one litter box did exist, and it was so that people could um, go to the bathroom while the school was being shot up. Um, his reporting goes even deeper than this, alluding to the fact that kids on TikTok are making videos about litter boxes in schools in an attempt to mock boomers for believing idiotic theories like this, only to have those videos then be taken out of context, re-uploaded onto Facebook, and then used as proof that it actually is happening. This is the problem with irony. It creates a destructive, stupid, yet highly effective feedback loop or as Ben calls it in his reporting, fodder for the oblivious. Yeah. Uh, links to his full reporting are available in the description below as usual, but it is definitely a fascinating read about a very dumb, yet very destructive and pervasive urban legend that is happening right now. Yeah, no, it's it's speeding up uh, despite every example of this being like officially brought to a local government, but uh, just being immediately you know, like, this is not a thing that's fucking happening. Trust me, I run the school. I voted for Trump, too. I just happened to uh, have firsthand experience proving that this shit is uh, fucking bullshit. We've solved the problem. We've discussed it with uh, our, our government. We have solved the problem. Don't worry. We have this handled. New gun control coming out. All assault rifles will be shipped with a little sample baggie of cat litter. Yeah. And it's that good stuff, too. It's the stuff that's, like, clear, and it's not going to yeah. track all over. Mm. It's not going to track all over the classroom. You don't even know there's shit in that room. Yeah, and no dust. When the terrified student is uh, squatting in the corner, scared for their lives, uh, no dust. No dust. No allergens to worry about. We solved it, folks. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. But moving on now, bad news for BTS fans out there because it appears as though the world's largest and therefore greatest musical act will be taken off the road, out of the recording studio and into basic training because BTS is joining the Korean, <laughs> joining the Korean military. Look out, Kim Jong-un. We've got an army coming for you. If they don't turn this into a uh, updated, rebooted version of Stripes, then what was everything for? I mean, this is the, they're literally doing uh, Elvis. Yeah, no, they're, do they're doing yes. Elvis in the army. Yes. Hey. Be pretty cool if Army's you join the army with me. pretty cool. You might meet Elvis. Like I'm doing my part. Obviously, no, we're going to keep him as far away from the front lines as humanly possible. He's valuable. And the same goes for BTS. But you get to say, hey, uh, I, was, I served with BTS. That's pretty cool, huh? Anyway, here's Rolling Stone. Mm -hmm. After news broke that the seven-member K-pop group would go on hiatus until 2025 while the men fulfilled their military duties, most of their devoted fan base, known as ARMY, decided to stand behind them with a singular message. Trust BTS. Stan Twitter timelines were filled with live reactions to the news, first with disappointment in the South Korean government, but later with support for BTS. There had been much speculation about whether the Korean government would exempt BTS from enlistment after the country pushed the requirement in 2019 for K-pop artists to serve in the military until age 30. But fans praised the band for seemingly making the decision to join the military on their own. Oh, I'm sure they did. Uh-huh. As part of the HYBE family, we support and encourage our artists and are beyond proud that they will each now have time to explore their unique interests and do their duty by being of service to the country they call home, read a statement from the group's label Monday morning. And this is, of course, just like 2019, sure, but now wild timing. We have the growing threat of nuclear war. BTS killed by tactical nuke. <laughs> like, and they are like right there on the border of uh, a but literal psychopath. It's actually, it's a good insurance policy because if something were to happen to BTS, um, the entire... The entire world. The entire, yeah, but especially in Korea, but like everyone would be mobilized. If you think the U.S. Army is intimidating, wait till you get a load of the BTS Army. Yeah. Because no one has faced the BTS Army online and lived to tell the tale. Absolutely not. You make even the, the most like subtly snide remark about BTS. I love BTS. As a matter of fact, I want to say it right now. I love BTS. I don't know Big how, fan. Yeah, I, I could never have anything bad to say about them. I love all their songs. Yes. All of them. Especially the one where they do the big elaborate dance number. That's also my favorite. I also, I, I, you know, I love them all. I love all the K-pop artists. I think they're all, it's hard to pick the cutest boy because they're all so cute. Exactly. Yeah. And they're, you know what? Serving your country? More attractive. Yeah, nothing, more attractive. nothing hotter than a man who is willing to die for his country. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, like, okay, of all times, specifically right now, uh, on the cusp of potential nuclear war, it's just odd. But in reality, this is nothing more than PR, and the likelihood of any of these members seeing combat is essentially zero. Comeback tour, though, 2025, gonna break records. They're gonna, they're gonna roll through Seoul on a tank. It'll be a military parade. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's going to be sick. I do not want to see the Ticketmaster uh, dynamic pricing on those bad boys. It's going to cost an entire country's GDP to go to one BTS concert and people in 2025. people will do it. People will do it. Yep. But speaking of people who might be taking a little bit of a break from the limelight, according to Variety, uh, Ezra Miller has officially pleaded not guilty to bur burglary charges in a Vermont court Monday morning. Miller, who's charged with burglary into an occupied home and petite larceny, 
That's, that's cute. Is that what it said? <laughs> Did they come up with a new term for it? I thought it was petty larceny. <laughs> this, is a, this is a copy. Uh, faces up to 26 years in prison if convicted of both charges. What? Okay. Ezra Miller this morning pled not guilty to one count of burglary and one count of petite larceny <laughs> in Vermont Superior Court and accepted the court-imposed conditions of not contacting or entering the home of the inhabitants. Ezra would like to acknowledge the love and support they have received from their family and friends who continue to be a vital presence in their ongoing mental health, said Miller's attorney, Lisa B. Shellcrot. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so obviously, yeah, we don't think Ezra Miller is going to be serving that much time, if any, because yeah, that's just the way these things usually go. Mm -hmm. um, although I don't know a lot about petite larceny. I bet it could mean anything. Sounds small, uh, but who am I? Larceny know? petite. Uh, it'll probably be a fine that amounts to pennies considering the offender's wealth, maybe some community service. Not exactly justice, but The Flash is obviously a hero in the movies, so the court has probably taken that into consideration. They just played a compilation of, like, Ezra Miller saving Would a criminal people? do this? <laughs> uh, still, this story, it's like like every other story. It ends the same way for now. The Flash is set for release on June 23rd, 2023. Get those get tickets. The, get those tickets in advance. Uh, apparently there's a big problem in the Snyderverse right now with how Black Adam appropriates uh, Superman or something. I'm not seeing the movie. Uh, I'm not shit. really interested I'll in it. I fucking so care. I love watching them eat themselves, though. It's great. I love uh, watching the Snyderverse fans devote their entire waking existence to um, mm. Zack Snyder, of all things, and just being mad. What a way to live. What a way to live. Anyways, uh, this next story, it might be the strangest October surprise in at least 12 months because a candidate for Manhattan's 12th congressional district has put sex work and sex positivity right at the forefront of his campaign. And he's not just talking the talk either. Mike Itkus, a third party candidate who is running against Representative Jerry Nadler, has done what no other politician has done before. He's admitted to having sex with a prostitute. He admitted. But... He also filmed the encounter and released it in order to prove how committed he is to this cause. He wants to legalize prostitution, and he is going to enjoy himself in the process, apparently. This seems unnecessary. Here's a local NBC affiliate in New York with more on this. The candidate filmed and released a sex tape he made with an adult film star in hopes of pumping up support and getting his name into the race. The cybersecurity specialist and major in the U.S. Army Reserves called his video posted to a pornographic website a conversation piece in an interview with City and State. If I would just talk about it, it wouldn't demonstrate my commitment to the issue. And the fact I actually did it was a huge learning experience, and it actually influenced items on my platform, he told the outlet. Okay. Gotta learn by doing, I guess, you know? I mean, the reporting continues, adding that on his campaign website, Itkis describes himself as a liberal independent candidate who is not married, no kids, not celibate, atheist. And aside from cybersecurity, uh, sex positivity appears to be one of his top issues that he addresses on his website, though he doesn't go into great detail uh, about some of his positions. Uh, a pro-choice candidate, his website says he would like to redefine abortion debate as a right to unplanned sex. What does that mean? Uh, he, he Spontaneous sex, you know, you can't be having that unless uh, everyone's pregnant all, every single time. Okay. Sounds like this guy really wanted to fuck a porn star. Legally yeah. and cool. I mean, okay, good for him. It was like... You could have just done that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, but you had to have, like, some, like, 
you know, payment and the camera and you have to release it and it has to be, he like, it's, yeah, it I looks saw, like he's like, how can I legally have I sex with a prostitute? But like, not because I'm an incel. I did it. Uh, I did it for the people. Yes. Did it for the people in New York. Yeah. It seems like a loophole that was exploited, but uh, you know, to be honest, he did it. He committed to the bit. Wow. And he doesn't have much, if any, of a shot in the race. And, you know, despite being pretty cool about certain aspects of a pretty taboo topic, including the fact that legalization would go a long way towards ensuring the safety of sex wor workers in a lot of conditions, uh, he also has some pretty bad takes elsewhere. So we'll just leave this where it's at. An outrageous attempt at building momentum for a small independent candidate who is, at the very least, extremely committed to his policy positions. I'll say. Yeah, I didn't hear about this guy before last week, so in one aspect, it's working. And maybe many New Yorkers are out there saying, I'd like to have sex with a porn star, too. Yeah. I'm glad someone's finally saying it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over in news that, unfortunately, is not very shocking, G4 has been shut down by its parent company, Comcast. Mm -hmm. What was shocking, however, was the fact that the remaining employees of the company, including the on-camera talent, we're not even aware that this was coming, and uh, or that it was it was happening, or that it happened uh, without their they knowledge. They found out the same way as everyone else. Um, they didn't know, they didn't hear about any plan for severance or literally anything. They all randomly found out thanks to the news being spread on Twitter, which is just a horrible gut punch, especially after the company very publicly laid off a bunch of people just a few weeks ago, with the intention of buying more time to attempt to turn a profit. Instead, the parent company was just like, "Oh, what's this on our budget sheet?" Boink. Why do I own this? Well, bye-bye. So, yeah, it feels really shitty to say that, uh, you know, people saw this coming, but... Right. I mean, every, everyone kind of did. It's already, it literally already happened before. But, yeah, yeah it, it, within the industry and just from a viewer's perspective, it was it was going to happen. But you, you got to give them credit for committing to a fully budgeted revival of a very large production. We don't think this downfall was for any lack of trying from those on staff. Um, they seem to be... Giving it their all. Yeah, it's just financially impossible to manage a production that big and have it become massively successful quickly enough to offset what it costs to make. Yeah. That doesn't mean that the real people that were a part of this company weren't affected by this decision. I mean, it's a it's a very bad experience to, to log into Twitch and see familiar faces streaming uh, the news that they've been fired uh, directly onto their channels. I mean, Gina's stream last night, it was fucking hard to watch. Just like, I've known Gina for a decade now. I hate seeing her go through this. It fucking sucks. Having said that, I hope that everyone involved in G4 uses this opportunity that they've had over the past year as a stepping stone on their resume. Yeah. Um, because it was, just, I mean, kind of said it the same thing when Ven started. We were both just like- Get paid. Get that money. Get that real. Don't count on it being around forever then. Yeah. Uh, so good luck and Godspeed to those affected there. Uh, in the meantime, please check out our most recent episodes. We have a whole episode about, you know, nothing is sacred anymore. All of our biggest competitions are being exploited by bad actors. Even the Fat Bear competition. Sad. So the Fat Bear competition obviously had some cheating scandals going on. So uh, we covered that, of course, on Weekly Weird News. Uh, and also the Dodgers are now out of the playoffs. Horrific. Um, so, and, and we've made fun of so many sports over the last couple of weeks that I have nothing to watch now. I hope you're happy. I'm not. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's it. Weekly Weird News is up there now. We also have a news dump from, uh, <clears throat> sorry, last Friday. And we'll see you guys soon uh, for some tech news and some other episodes this week. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you soon.
Bye-bye.